Called my girl, tell her of the trouble that I had. First time I called her in ten days, guess that made her mad. Far as she's concerned, I can't stay in this Hoosier state. Stuck in Indianapolis with no way to set things straight. Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bob. Just going here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And we've got an interview with Jordan Renan live from the uh, the Indianapolis NFL Scouting Combine. Justin, how are you doing? Bobby Skidder, I'm, I'm good. I am good. Coming to you from the warehouse. Yeah, Jordan, whenever we talk to him, we'll always have a good time. He's uh, he's heard stuff going down in Indy and uh, talk, touched on McKinney, touched on Barkley, Touched on trading up in the draft and even some thoughts around some quarterbacks, stuff like that. Of course, we talked about the Tony Award, so it's always a good time. Yeah, I'm excited for no more interviews asking, having to ask about Saquon and McKinney because then we can just – we're going to know by the time we have the next interview on the show. Uh, how like invested are you into the combine anymore? Because now I'm just waiting to hear rumors and stuff out. Like The on-field stuff is like, okay, I will look that up when I am putting together – your prospect. I used to, we used to be dialed in, like watching the, you know, 40 times this stuff. And now it's just like, I, it, it does not move me anymore. It's like, I, I will write it down. I will take it into account, but I'm not, I'm not interested into it, like in the live aspect of it. No, no. I, I mean, I kind of use the combine as if somebody has like a really good weekend that, all right, I'll write that guy down as somebody I should look into. Like that, that's really kind of, kind of what I, what I take it as. Dude, I, I tweeted this out. The D linemen are running forties as we're recording this. Guys are so big, so fast, like every single year, and I think it's going to keep going, keep going. The, the The athletes just keep getting better in the game of football. So it, it's kind of just crazy to see how big some of these guys are, how fast they are. Every everybody, I feel like everybody's big and fast now. Um, but I, I look at it as, especially for corners, you know, are your long, are your arms longer than thirty inches? You know, you get like the legit combine measurement and not height, the pro weight, day. arm length. That's what yeah. I'm looking at. Yeah, height, weight, arm length for the corners. I find that to be really important and not like inflated by maybe, but you know, maybe inflated by any pro day stuff. You're there at the combine. You get them. You get measured, and and shit like that. Uh, you know, the, I think the forty matters for corners. I think the forty kind of matters for for the wide receivers. I think you know, what is it? The shuttle that matters for you know the offensive yeah. linemen and the tackles. But I, I agree with you. I'm not like taking a. I'm not like watching it live. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think like the oh well, this quarterback like the throwing drills with the quarter with the quarterback I think are the most useless piece of information that you can they're throwing against air. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, but hey, it's very it is useful. Like I do use it, like you said, forty time for you know wide receivers and corners. I I look at that you know short show for uh, offensive linemen. Um, you know, and like. You know, then then the the arm length is the biggest thing. Let's get these guys actual arm length. You can usually tell how tall and big a guy is, and if their if their roster spot is lying. Uh, but what you can't tell is is how long their arms are. So right. Um. All right. Let's uh kick it off to Jordan on first. Justin, you want to talk to us about something? But first, I'm going to talk to you about something. New sponsor. Hello. I want to tell you, and it's a new podcast and video series that you're not going to want to miss, and it's called The Deal, hosted by, co-hosted by Yankees legend 
Alex Rodriguez. And every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly, they're going to speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, and executives like Maria Sharapova, Michael Strahan, and Derek Jeter, and even more. The deal takes oh, wow. you behind. Yeah. The Strahan deal takes and you. Derek Jeter? Yes. I would love to get in a room. room with those two guys. I know. The deal takes you behind the scenes into the world of sports, media, and entertainment, and dives into the wins, losses, and lessons learned along the way. I mean, I mean, Alex Rodriguez is just genuinely – he is – especially as he's retired and, you know, he's kind of cleaned up his image, like one of the more interesting people in the world and what he's done in, in, in business and what he's done in life. And, and yeah, the lessons learned along the way. Certainly that feels like a, you know, a theme that A-Rod, that A-Rod has, and I, and I admire him for it. So check out The Deal, co-hosted by Yankees legend – Alex Rodriguez, and from Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so listen to this, Go then go listen to The Deal, and you'll be glad you did. Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. All right, and here is Jordan Ronan. Of ESPN. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. I would now welcome all to the program of ESPN. Jordan Renan, you're in Indianapolis for the Combine. Uh, how, how are things going uh, up there, I guess, or to the left there? How, how are things going in Indy? Uh, you know, it's, it's Indy. There's a lot of talking going on here. Teams are meeting with agents To yes, starting kind of yesterday. And today's Thursday and into tomorrow, Friday. So by then it kind of sets. This is really what happens in Indianapolis. I even had a team told me, like, they don't even basically care what happens on the field with the prospects. If that That's not even a big part of the evaluation anymore. But what goes on here in the hallways and at dinners and late night drinking is free agency is basically set. The markets are set. The deals, the guidelines of deals are basically set to get a pretty good idea of what's going to happen in the next few weeks. Cause that's the next step. It's really not the draft, right? It's free agency. Yeah. Good chunk of free agency, free agents. Like they leave this weekend knowing where they're ending up signing. Pretty much. Or uh, at least, you know, like, okay, here's the two or three teams that are really going after me. Yeah. Um, let's kick it off with, you know, the giants current free agents. And do you think Ben bread? No, I, where do you think <laughs> stand with Xavier McKinney? Because we really haven't heard one way or the other on him. Yeah, uh, so Joe Shane and the Giants have not yet met with Xavier McKinney's agent. That's going to happen on Friday of this week. That'll be a big moment there. Uh, Here's what I feel like I know so far with Xavier McKinney. The Giants want to keep him, right? He's a 24-year-old good player. It's hard to let 24-year-old good players go. But he also wants to get paid a lot of money, right? Uh, He's the kind of guy, and I spoke to someone today, who's you know an executive and he told me uh he's a really good player i could easily see him getting into the teens you know 13 14 15 million dollars a year so 16 million so that's kind of what his range is i'm not sure the giants really want to go there uh the transition tag as we know is something that's been dangled out there i think it's a tool that the giants could use in this situation to maybe suppress the market a little bit it could scare off some teams right if they do use it knowing that they're there they're in a match and it could be just a waste of their time. So, I don't know. I, I feel like they want to bring him back, but 
only kind of like they also don't want to stretch and really you know break the bank for him so you said you said the transition tag was floated out there and obviously that probably was floated out there on purpose do you think that that's an actual tool the, the tool the giants would pull the trigger on because it would be only the fourth time in 10 years that it's been used I think it is possible because, like I said, he's a guy they want to bring back, but also are a little weary about paying him a lot of money for, for a variety of reasons, right? Uh, he's had some questionable moments over the years. Right? Well, let me there, ask you that. Let have, me ask you that. There have been some things there. Yeah, go ahead. He's, he's thrown – he threw shade the past coaching staff. He had the ATV incident. You know, he had the comments about the offense after the Miami game and then the wink running. How do they view him besides – as a player like they obviously don't view him as like you know goody two shoes which is fine but do they view him as someone who might become more of a headache down the road i think this that's definitely part of it i'm not saying they think he's gonna be a headache i think that there is a there is at least a thought of all right what happens after we pay this guy you know yeah. it does is it a problem to, to give this guy all this money right then what are we gonna get then like super outspoken xavier mckinney once you once you get paid you if you feel like you have you know you have more clout, right? And naturally, well, like uh, Xavier McKinney being able to to speak out all the time might not be the best idea, Bobby. Yeah, it's just like, do they have any words that he may be someone who like spreads dissent because he's had run-ins with coaching that's staff? That's what I'm saying. It's part of the concern. It's possible. I, it, that yeah. is. I know that. I know there's people in the organization who do have do have some concern, and that's why I say they're. I don't think they really want to break the bank for it because. That's part of the risk of it, that there is some concern. But at the same time, I do think that what overrides that is they know he's a really good young player, and they, they, they're not in a position to let really good young players walk. Yeah. Is there anything to say about, like, I think he's inevitably just going to be better, like box score stuff and maybe even on the field stuff than he was under Wink Martindale. You could say that about a lot of players the, with the box score stuff um, with Shane Bowen. Do you, Does that influence the Giants and Joe Shane at all to make to get this done any more than we were if Wink Martindale was the defense coordinator that he could thrive a little bit more under Bowen or does that not really matter right now maybe but I think he's the kind of guy when when you're talking about Xavier McKinney he's a guy who's versatile enough that they view him we just he's just a really good player and he could be good in any system like he was good in wing system like this might have been his best year right I mean 2021 was might have been his best year. I'm saying we could at least make the argument that this was his best year. Yeah, he played really well. I mean, he played yeah. really well, and especially in the second half of the season after the first few games. Yeah, and in 2021, he played really well too. But I, I think he played at kind of a similar level, but that defense allowed him to get more of the box score stats. That I, And Shane Bowen, like safety versatility yeah. is a big part of well, – um, Once you're paid, does it really matter, like the box score stuff? Well, for the Giants, it does. I mean, if he's making an impact, it, it, it's not that important if he catches an interception that the quarterback overthrows by five, ten yards. You know, he's sitting back there as a deep safety. I think the main thing is that it'll be easier for it'll be easier for him and more natural to do it under Bowen's system versus Wink Martindale. That's not really something that you are thinking about because I think you know playmaker versus preventer is a is a phrase that I kind of that I kind of throw throw around with him. So. Um, yeah, Bobby, you got it. I mean, I feel like there's. there's well, here's more to the thing: you here. said they don't they don't want to stretch. Are they? But are are they fine letting him walk if his demands are 
16 mil per year? Like, are will they eventually just stretch out and do it? I think they will. I, my opinion is probably because, like I said, I, I really don't think they feel like they're in position. They know they're meeting with agents, right? The Giants, right? As we speak, as I sit here and speak, they're meeting with you know, agents. It's just like an endless row of meetings that are set up. I've spoken to a bunch of agents who they already had meetings. Like their spiel when they sit down with these guys is, "We have a lot of needs, man. Like we have a lot of holes to fill. Like that's where we are as a roster. So to let a really good player go, we didn't even talk about Saquon yet, right? That's that's another one. Uh, but to let a really good player go who's 24 years old, I really don't think that they want to do that. And and like I like you said, eventually, if they're put in that corner, I think they would stretch and and make it happen. What do you What do you guys What do you guys think? I think that I think they I would be willing to go up to the Jesse Bates contract, even though he's not as good as Jesse Bates because of that. He's 24. He doesn't have weaknesses. You know, you know, it's not like a Landon Collins situation where it's like he's going to be paid the top safety contract ever. And he has like areas of his game where he just can't cover that well. And he's limited to the box. McKinney doesn't have that limitation. He's 24. Um, And I think with the I think him getting tied with the fifth highest contract is fine when the cap has went up the way it has. Let me get this real quick, just so you guys can get context on this. His agent is David Mulligetta, right? David Mulligetta represents a lot of players in this league, but also you name the safety, the top safety, he represents them, including Jesse Bates, who you just named. Uh, Antoine Winfield, who's also a free agent, is going to cash in big time. He represents him too. Like, there's no, there's going to be no bargain here. He's going to get. David Mulligana, and he had he was Landon Collins' agent too, right? And Landon Collins got paid, yeah, right. So he's going to get paid a lot of money. That's my opinion. I really there's there's no like bargain that's out there. I don't think like that's not going to happen here. Yeah, my my question is, are they do do they like think? Oh well, he should be above sixteen mil per year, or would they end up being fine signing on the dotted line on a sixteen mil per year deal? I think they'd probably be fine doing that, and. Wouldn't be they wouldn't feel like as good as they did for Okereke last year, but you know they yeah. they know that they're kind of in a spot where we need this guy. We can't let this guy walk. I really I, I keep saying that because I really have that uh, from talking to people. That's the sense that I get ultimately. Yeah, and I, and I think a lot of it could have it could come down to guaranteed years too. And and it's not just the average annual value, right? It's it's the guaranteed salary. It's the guaranteed years that McKinney can get out of it, and. You know, do the Giants feel? Con- I think if the Giants offer a, a guaranteed contract of three years, maybe even if it's around sixteen million, and it's maybe even fifteen, and it's not, you know, looking at Micah Fitzpatrick and Derwin James money, which is like, I think like eighteen, maybe the guaranteed years will will incentivize McKinney more. But do the Giants want to give those in, 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 those guaranteed years? That's kind of like the, the back and forth. So it doesn't it. It doesn't surprise me, but also at the same time, it does surprise me to hear like the Giants don't want to go into the teens, but it just seems to be like kosher, common NFL stuff for when you have a young player hit free agency like this, he's odds are he's going to be looking for a top tier contract in his position, even if it doesn't hit like the top two or three players. And that's exactly where McKinney is. So I do th- I like I think they're gonna find each other. The Giants need to keep well, exactly, good players that's the in the thing building. Is he's probably asking for that top top tier number like like he's probably asking at this point i mean i'm just guesstimating at this point i don't know this for a fact he's probably asking for like 18 at this point you know what i mean like hey look at look at the way the the cap just went up the percentage of it is now greater the 18 now is not isn't what the guys got 18 five years ago three years ago when you know derwin james signed this deal so i'm sure they're asking for a much bigger number than we're even talking about 
and then you know maybe the Giants feel comfortable with 14 or 15 but in the end we're talking about a couple million dollars a year they I I think just my opinion that they'll you know suck it up and and make it happen the next one I want I want to keep it simple mm-hmm. is Saquon Barkley back or gone with the New York Giants the only thing I can say for sure is I think, and I feel pretty good about this, he's going to hit the open market. And I think, see, the thing is, the reason I can't give you an answer is because let's see what the market is. And if the market is low enough, I do think then he has a really good chance to be back, right? Because then the giant, if he goes to the market, and most of the people I talk to, I even asked the GM, I said, what do you think Saquon's going to get? He's probably like $8 million a year. Most people think around like $10 million a year, like some, something in that range, Right. So if, if it ends up being that number and they bring it back to the Giants, I think ultimately he, he has a good chance. He has a decent shot of being back. But I can't really give you a definitive answer. The only thing I feel pretty good about is he's going to get to the market. I'm really excited for him to hit the open market. Like, let's... Why? You want to see what his value is? Yeah. Especially now that there's going to be an influx of running backs too that will be hitting the the you know free agent market with them, like you know, uh, you know Derrick Henry and Jacobs and stuff like that. I... I I am excited to kind of see after Eckler, Zach Moss, yeah, Devin Singletary, and there's so many guys. After years of debating, Jordan, you know, we and we've done it on this show, you know, and even the last two years, will Saquon Barkley will be, you know, will Saquon Barkley be back, and you know, even you know, will he be traded? You know, I'm excited to see what the rest of the league kind of thinks of him and how they and how they evaluate him as well, because we've been debating for it for basically since he stepped in the door in 2018. <laughs> I'll tell you the team that you hear most here in Indianapolis that is going to make a run at Saquon Barker. It's the Houston Texans. And it makes sense for them. Yeah. Give the young quarterback the, the you know, the running back to like ease the stress on them a little bit. Uh, now, what that number is going to be is really interesting because most people, like I said, that I talked to, it's about eight, some said 8 million, some said 10 million. So, you know, like it's going to depend on which running back, you know, it's kind of like your, uh, which flavor do you like best? We're talking like Derrick Henry, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, maybe even Austin Eckler, like those kind of guys, uh, which one maybe gets left without a seat at the end and then kind of gets screwed, right? And this is all part of the equation. But then I spoke to someone today, an, an agent who's been in the running back market before, and he's like, somebody's going to look at him and say, if I put him in my system with my team, he's going to be so much better not playing behind that offensive line. And he'll, he's going to end up getting 14. And I was like, whoa, okay, that's a big number. Now, most don't think he, the running back market will ever get there, but all you need is one team. Yep. One team that gets wild, crazy, stupid, whatever you want to call it, and goes there. Do you think the Giants, like, really, like, like if you had gave Joe Shane truth serum, do you mm-hmm. think he's privately hoping that someone offers him something that makes sense for the Giants not to match? Yes. Like, do, 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 you, yes. do you really think he, like, Let's say it is eight million. Is Saquon no, or is, is Shane is Shane thrilled with signing him at eight and a half per year with two years guaranteed? I think he would be good with that because that's actually not a bad deal, right? No, it's not. I, I mean, would do that too, but yeah, I, I, so that's I just not don't a bad deal. But I, I, but I do think he probably, in deep down, if you gave Joe Shane truth serum, is like somebody just offered him fourteen, and this way we could just be like, hey, that's just we go to ownership and be like, you know, that's just too much money, right? We, that, that's just, that, that's not a smart move for our organization. Let's move on and let's go. And everyone will say fine because that is it. That's a huge number, and then you won't have to worry about it. He can go fill it with, you know, lesser players that are much more uh, 
financially responsible at the, for the for the position and what it's being paid at, around the league and uh, move forward and then fill other spots because that that's the thing here. They have so many other spots. What you mentioned that what what position like where are they poking around down there for you know setting up for free agency? A lot of guard, a lot of uh, you know mid range guards. Let's say like the six million dollar type guard. So just adding that depth, I think, to the offensive line, throwing numbers at that. I think that seems to be something where they're headed. Uh, I, now the right tackle one is one I'm keeping an eye on. We haven't gotten there yet. Because what I kind of understood was, that, okay, Evan Neal's kind of the right tackle until they get a right tackle. But you need to find a, a starting caliber guy to feel confident at that position, right? At least like somebody who at least is a proven average starter at right tackle so they don't go to – because you can't, in my opinion, you just can't go into the season like crossing your fingers and hoping that Evan Neal – is, is good at right tackle because it would happen if he's not. Then you're just a total disaster. What do you do? And there's also the same argument to be said about him with almost like with Daniel Jones, right, where they're talking about, oh, Daniel Jones has missed a lot of games. Evan Neal's missed a lot of games for the first two years of his career too. So you almost have to use that same talking point with him. And I think that could be the – if they add a tackle, I feel like that's almost the justification. Well, you know, we still believe in Evan, but he's missed games and this is just a backup plan, yada, yada, yada. Do do you see them going out having a splash free agency move like I mean, not you know not paying someone the top of their market but you know the way they paid Okereke like could that you see them making a run at Bryce Hoff or 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 someone that's going to get you know Sneed. over ten million per year? Yeah, I think cornerback is a position where you might see them maybe not splash but like that next year probably not Sneed. Sneed that's that's going to be a lot of money, right? I don't, I don't know. Play, and they might have to give up dra- draft capital for him too. Yeah, there's a lot that goes with that. I I doubt that's the route that they would go. Uh, but maybe that next, maybe let's say maybe uh, an Xavier type Howard, uh, Xavier Howard type guy, like move short term. Okay, we need to kind of fill that number one spot at least or one one A. You know, if you want to consider Banks in that spot right now to fill that spot temporarily on the short term and look for a guy like that, like a good player that you know if he plays, he's a solid cornerback. You feel really good about him as a cornerback when he's on the field and he's healthy. How do they view their QB position outside of we need to get someone because DJ is going to be is injured? Yeah, I think that's the number one thing here. I don't think they – and I know you could sit there and you could look at the film and it was bad this year. The dude started and finished four games. I really don't think the Giants changed their opinion of Daniel Jones because of four starts that he made it from start to finish behind a really bad offensive line. Like – they still think under the right circumstances and conditions that he could be a really good player. I do think that. I 100% truly believe that. Now, do I think that the general manager and the coach want to risk their professional future around building around a guy with two neck injuries and a torn ACL in the last three years? The answer to that is no. Do you really think it's like the injury is a big part of this? Like say Daniel Jones played – slightly better throughout the season which he probably would have you know like we all like we all know Daniel Jones is not as bad as he looked last year but there was things that showed like oh my gosh some of the issues from 2022 that they built around they Mm -hmm. built around it because of his limitations you know pushing the ball down the field and stuff like they don't they don't see what like Tyrod did with Slayton and you know Hyatt's ability and 
and look at like, man, we really need to go upgrade this position. Like, there's no think, more urgency. Like, they built the Daniel Jones contract to probably do that after two yeah. or three years. Well, like, they don't have that was more the urgency, right? That was the compromise. Daniel Jones got the money. They got the flexibility. If things went wrong, and guess what? Things went wrong. Very, <laughs> very wrong. Like everything. He played poorly. And he got injured twice. Seriously, right? A neck injury is never is always serious, in my opinion. And then the torn ACL. So twice he got injured seriously. And I agree with you. So here's the thing with the Daniel Jones contract. Yes, I agree with you that. They do look at it and say we probably need better quarterback because the hope you're always projecting when you're when you're signing guys from the deal. Like you said with Xavier McKinney, you're projecting that hey, he could possibly get even better. They were hoping that Daniel Jones could continue to improve, right? Yeah. Instead, he regressed. So yes, in that in that regard, he didn't make the steps that they were expecting or hoped. They thought okay, and I thought this too to be honest with you, but their line just didn't let it happen. We never got to the point where we could even see that, and he just spiraled the wrong way. But we thought, okay, if Daniel Jones played the same way he did last year and you gave him any sort of receivers and upgraded his receivers, you would see a better version of Daniel Jones. And we just never got that. And so, yes, there is a concern that maybe he isn't continuing on, you know, because year one under Dable and Kafka in this regime, he definitely, you know, ascended and he played significantly better. The hope is that year two, he ascended, continued to play better. That obviously did not happen. I don't like a lot of the comments, mostly like free agency stuff, you know, for, in terms of the, the stuff that you hear. But mm-hmm. in relation to quarterback, in relation with the draft with trading up, usually it's around this time, you know, maybe middle of March, uh, you know, early March, that the teams that are, that the big trade ups that we've seen in the past happen. And, you know, I was reading, you know, I think Pat Leonard mentioned something where he, Joe Shane was on the side talking, you know, kind of like, at least in my, in my mind, kind of hinting at, Maybe that won't happen, and that timeline of middle of March, early March won't happen because, number one, you need to know what the three teams in front of you are doing. And then number two, and this is the bigger point with Joe Shane, he kind of likes to get his hands on guys, as Dave Gettleman would say, like meet these guys. The top 30 visits, we know that he takes that really seriously. Anything from like Joe Shane on the side or any like impression about the timeline of if the Giants do want to trade up, will Joe Shane not feel comfortable because he doesn't know these guys yet, haven't fully talked to him? Anything in regards to that? Yeah, so let me lay out what I kind of heard, have heard down here, okay? And I know the Giants actually think this. They, probably, they think that the Chicago Bears and most people down here think that the Bears are drafting Caleb Williams. Like, that's going to happen, okay? So now the number one pick is not really tradable, right? Right. Number two pick is the Washington Commanders. Everyone is dead set on the Washington Commanders picking a quarterback. So that pick is not available. Right. So now the top two picks aren't even available, Justin. Number three, the only scenario, and a lot of people think this is kind of bogus, and this is not, not really, you know, uh, this is kind of being floated out there so people think that the Patriots might want to trade. But they need a quarterback in the worst way, too, that if the guy that they specifically like is not there and they end up with the third guy and it's the guy, the guy that they're not especially high on, then you can get a trade. That, to me, is the only scenario for even a real trade-up right now. Right? And we don't even know, and you'll never be able to get to – you'll never know that until draft day. Right. Because the because the Patriots are going to be sitting there saying, we have to wait to see if our guy's there. So I don't even think that the trade that you're talking about it, – like, it, where's the scenario where, they, where there's going to be a trade-up like you're talking about? Right. Like now. Right. I don't think it's out there. 
So that's why, yes, if there's a trade, it's going to be very late. It's going to be you know right before the draft, the day of the draft, the week of the draft. And I don't think we're going to see that big trade this year. Yeah, because I think everyone's, everyone's just like top three quarterbacks, top three quarterbacks, and they view it as like any team would be thrilled to get those top three. And I, I, I cannot wait to do our quarterback draft preview on this pod because I, I, like, I want to talk about these guys' flaws and stuff. I, I you know, with Jaden Daniels, like, there's to me, there's got to be work. Like, I could see if Jaden Daniels is the guy there at three, maybe them not wanting, right? Like, there is some flaws to his game. Um, and, you know, like the similarity has been brought up to Justin Fields, where it's like that middle of the field intermediate game, he does not see it well, right? And I remember watching, I, I, I just want to talk about Jaden Daniels right now because I've been watching him. <laughs> uh, you know, I remember watching broadcasts in the middle of the season. You know, just quickly, just to get an idea. I'm like, oh, he attacks the deep middle of the field. And then when you watch all 22, it's like, man, there's some guys that are wide-ass open, and he's just not seeing it. But he'll run for 65 yards on that play, and no one no one ever thinks about it. So, I, And the comparison that's like been the guy who's used the middle of the field less is Justin Fields, right, who has all the talent in the world, all the arm ability, all the running ability, but he's not. the Bears are going to take a quarterback now because he's not good enough, so... Bobby, the guy, when I talk to people around here, like the executives, the scouts, that, that when, when they look at the Giants, they're like, I could see Drake May being the one if that's if he's there, like that's May. their guy. Like, that's their guy. Like Eli's training him? Eli. Eli, tr- Eli needs to train his ass to say, I'm not playing for the number 32 rated, you know, facilities team big. personnel, Washington Commanders. Let it. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen big athletic like there's just a lot to like there moving forward and i think like if that that's the guy where i think if they was at three and let's say for some reason the patriots didn't like him i can see the giants being like we gotta go get this guy that that seems to be the consensus about people who are uh, here in indianapolis like who know them so like i can see that being their guy let's i know it's it's kind of old news at this point but this is what's not old of it. Do you, do you think the Dable Kafka relationship is mended or at least in a better spot? Yeah, they gave him a makeup. <laughs> they gave him a makeup present, Bobby. They promoted him and gave him a raise. But okay, yes. so if he doesn't call plays, is he going to be like fine with all he's that? He's not a malcontent. He's he's he know. First of all, for his own professional future, he kind of has to play this right, right? I mean, so there's a lot of reasons. And first of all. I'll say this about my time. So I know I spoke to people in Seattle who were in there and sat in on the interviews and he spoke highly of the giants and Dable in the situation early. Like, he wasn't going to, you know, even, even though I've heard from other people, like he clearly wasn't happy with how everything went down. And, uh, you know, losing play, play calling in the middle of the game to the quarterbacks coaches. I mean, can you, I can't think of a bigger slap in the face than that. Yeah. Uh, like, think about that for a second. Like I tell people that happened and they're like, really? Like coaches on other teams are like, wow, I've never heard of that. Like, yeah, it's a quarterback's coach. It's his underling. This is because I'm an underling. Look over for him in the middle of the game. Uh, but I think, I don't think it's anything to worry about moving forward. But really, I, I don't, I think they'll be able to work together. But here's, here's the one thing that I have heard and that like, it's clearly not my Kafka's offense. It's Brian Dable's offense. Like, that's been clear the whole time. The plays are Brian Dable's plays. Everything is – this is Brian Dable's offense. Mike Hopkins is there working as the offensive coordinator. So that he can do that one more year, I don't know for sure. I actually didn't ask, but 
I'm sure he didn't sign an extension, right? He's going to give himself the ability next year. Uh, could you guys find that out? Because I, re- I desperately yeah. want to know that. And it's like the thing we never find out about is coach's contracts. Can you, like, yeah, it's tough. Most guys won't really want to say that, but I, I'll, I'll do my best. Actually, no, I think, I think we have a chance of finding it out by the end of the week. And it uh, definitely because because that's a bit that's huge because yeah. that could be like hey this is a one year let's make this work one more year and then we go on our own merry ways, uh type of thing or is, you got to assume that is like you really don't you have any doubt that that's the way it is really but then but then it's not truly truly yeah. mended yeah, how are you gonna truly mend it you think they like have to like loves them and you're just gonna forget we'll give him any pull like. Forget that forgot that he pulled play calling from him multiple times last year. Well, like, you that know, doesn't just go. You can't just completely, you know, pretend like it didn't happen. Not completely, but you be like, hey, I'm, I'm not. You are the play caller. This is your offense. Obviously, I want to be a part of leading offensive meetings, but you are the play caller, and I will. And if I, if I decide to strip you of that, it'll be, I will just fire you and not play games. Of, of, well, of nobody this. is willing to admit to that or talk about that yet. And Joe Shane flat out. Said that oh that we haven't had that conversation yet. You got to talk to Dable, which obviously is not true, right? Yeah. Do you think Dable's calling plays? Of course, you had that conversation. The fact that they won't say that, yeah, I mean, it makes me think. Yeah, he probably is. Yeah. Leaning that way, right? But Mike Mike Kafka in in return got a assistant head coach title and more money. That's my opinion. Don't know for a fact. We'll find that. I'm sure at some point. And the Giants are grooming him to be a leader and a head coach. And not and not an up and coming young offensive play caller that usually that those usually become head coaches. What can I tell you? About, what can I tell you, Justin? Yeah. Is, is there any surprise? <laughs> you know, we expect Mark Lewinsky to be cut. You know, and all at the end of the day, there is there any like chance that they like cut their losses on the Darren Waller part of this or explore to see if anything's there because you know. Betting on him to stay healthy would be a bad bet at this point, and like, I don't think they view themselves as as the compete today as they did last off season. Um, do you do you think there's anything with that that they would explore anything with him, or is he kind of set set in for this year? No, I still think there's something there with Darren Waller. Not necessarily that they're going to cut him, but like, let's see where he's at mentally. Let's see where he's at after the you know he. It's been a tough few years for him, right? Uh, What's his what's his desire to come back? I mean, you know, is he gonna grind and be that guy? Like it, this, it's. I think we, it's hard to imagine he's gonna be that same player again, right? Like it's it, like when injuries keep piling up, usually you don't just all of a sudden get better and put it back together and get back to that level. It's tough, and it's been a, a grind on him. And I believe he's taken some time away, and you know he sort of like a, a reset. And let's see where things are then. I think it's definitely something to keep an eye on here in the next few weeks. Um, Justin, do you have do you have anything else on like current roster stuff? No, no. I mean, there's a very the most important question of all is still to still to come. Are you? Do you think you're the front runner for the Tony Award right now? You're, you're doing a good job promoting me. I appreciate it. I mean, until you throw me under the bus later in the year, I mean, it's wow. pretty good. Well, so. just to keep just stay stay <laughs> consistent. We, I, I am keeping track of like news broken and stuff and you like and you know all the categories and you're you're le- you are leading right now yes okay it's early <laughs> though you don't sell you're not supposed to celebrate early in the race you know what i mean no no you you have to stay strong like we are i'm going to 
break I am going to try, do my best to get Danny King to break some news like towards the end and and like okay let's this can be the decider like how many people credit Danny King for this here's the thing here's the thing about that <laughs> it's like I'm working and I'm busy on the day of the game like I know we had talked about this before. I didn't know, and, and I had, look, we both knew about it, and I didn't know you were going to give it to Danny King. I didn't know it was out there even, and yet you're you're like, like I, how am I supposed to give credit to something I didn't know was out there? Journalistic integrity. Well, when your mentions are getting filled up with credit Danny King, you could say, I'm first... mentions. I'm, I'm like, my phone is like literally in my pocket. I'm not, I'm, walk, I'm on the field. You know what? I will. I will justify Jordan here. Because I, I, I will, because when you're at the game, I know Jordan Jordan and I are very, you know, we have very different game day experiences. But when you're at the game, like I, I don't get service. I don't, I'm not on my phone on game days. There's there's no time. You're not on the phone like you are. He's in a press box. No, but I, before the game, I'm downstairs. I'm, I'm on either on the field, in the tunnel. Like I'm doing different things. I have different responsibilities. Um, Can you come to a tailgate this year? Speaking speaking of you know you just outlined that you have pregame responsibilities and so can you come to a tailgate this year? We can try. I literally get to games probably three and a half four hours before a game. That's perfect. And I'm doing stuff at that point, but I got to do. Stuff. I want to. I want to have a license plate game. The what? The license plate softball. The license plate guys said oh, softball. Game? I was like, what? I thought you meant like there's a game next year for the Giants. The license plate game. Uh, I yeah. I, I'm. I can't fully commit to it because it's a tough time of the year for me like my my daughter goes away to uh camp and i don't know if it's that day or day after or whatever so but i'm gonna try i try at all costs to get there so it's a good experience and i actually enjoy it there's a ton of guys that i like seeing because i've covered a lot of these guys over the years and it's 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 a good it's a good experience you've never been to one have you no i i i I had fomo in 2019 because that was when i first got on twitter and I, i wasn't there so, yeah, um, I mean, there's there's just been a he gets a lot of guys there, so it's it's pretty cool. If you're a giant fan, I mean, you can't come up with a better place to get autographs of like so many Giants players in one spot and classics, especially from those seven and eleven Super Bowl teams too, and then the current team as well. Um, uh, this is a, a question I have about the Tony Award still. Uh, okay, can you describe the group chat when it was announced that Ryan Dunleavy won? Because you got in past years, everyone would kind of acknowledge it and stuff. This year, nobody acknowledged yeah, the Tony Award. It felt Go, like a ghost. it felt like a mutiny. Like we have to, we cannot, we cannot make this, we cannot give this award any credence. Yeah, we just ghosted it. We ghosted him. No, was, no response. Wow. Nothing. Yeah, because I know. I knew the group chat was popping, like uh, about it, and Ryan Dunleavy was probably the most genuinely happy person to win it. And you guys didn't give him his due. You didn't complain. See, but here's the thing: win, I don't. Nothing. I think you're misjudging what the group chat is. The group chat isn't like when Dan Duggan won. We're like, oh, congratulations, Dan. We're making jokes about other people, like you know, somebody else got one vote or something. Like, haha, that's funny. Hey, uh, that's not that, funny. It's that- Giant Insider got one vote this year. I think <laughs> that's. I give credit to them. So like those are the kind of things we bring up in the group chat, not like, "Hey, congrats, Dan!" Slap on the back. Like nobody, we don't. That's not what. That's not how it operates. It's not the professional slack of, "Wow, congratulations!" It's your what, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's so, you with your friends making yeah. jokes about a, about yeah. everybody. Yeah. I was at, I was yeah. in the locker room. I know the like. I know if, the if anything, we're like making fun of Dunleavy for something. You know, it would be like if there was a comment, it would be like, 
something mocking him about Saquon and winning it at the same time. Oh yeah, you know, like you know, what are you like gonna have the like dinner that? to celebrate tonight? <laughs> you can invite you can invite Saquon to the trophy presentation. Like that's what it would be. <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking forward to the award in 20 years when we're older and we're still like every year for the last preview of the regular season giggling about like the Kadarius that uh, none of the kids will know who Kadarius Tony is. And we will still be like we're going to keep that name alive forever. So I'm I'm very. Can excited. I say this though? Yeah. Is that you know when Kadarius Tony, you guys, not just you, but fans in general were like supporting him. Oh, you guys are asking him this. You're overblowing this. Like, come on. We knew right away what that guy was going to be like. It was right still away. hilarious though. It was <laughs> he was like it's undeniably hilarious to watch his, his press comments in retrospect. Are, are even better. Like, if you go watch some of those press conferences, they are. You got a dollar? It, was, it wasn't something like yeah, that? Yeah, he said, you got, what do you want? What do you want? You got, you want a dollar? I think he said that to you because when you asked him about, like, not <laughs> no, getting no, any was, playing I time. Was, I'm pretty sure it was Daryl Slater. It was Daryl. Um, well, the best one ever. We still bring that up. That's one of the jokes that'll come up on, like, you know, the group text. Yeah. So, you want a dollar. The, the best, I, I, I want to go back and watch it because, won't be as funny now looking back at it, but in the moment, the one after he had the Media Some Clowns Instagram post, and he just for 15 minutes was just laughing at everything you guys said and saying funny things. And I was just like, I can't believe that this is a fucking real press conference right now. <laughs> yeah, it really what, was. It's like, what a hilarious world. lunatic that this guy is, which she is. Um, But I, I do, I wish he was on Twitter still because those were always fun. Can I crowdsource you guys for a second? On back to the you know the actual Giants for a second. Yes. Knowing what I just said to you guys about the trades being tough to come by, like with the quarterback, like what do you think the solution is at this point? I don't think there's an easy solution. I think they're going to spend money on a, a backup in free agency, and depending on who that backup is, Daniel Jones will be the starter. If he doesn't play well, he might have a short leash and. They reevaluate in a year. There's no, there's no, there's no easy answer, and I hope the answer isn't taking the sixth quarter, fifth or sixth quarterback off the board either. I know you're against that, but here's my thing. Okay, first of all, it's their job to evaluate quarterbacks, right? That's how they're going to make their money in their career. They got to make the right choice here. The likelihood is there's the top three guys. At least one of them's probably not going to be very good, right? And then. There's the other three guys. One of them's probably going to be a stud. Their job. What do you mean by stud? Out, like Lamar Jackson was drafted 32nd in that 18 draft. But that you know, talent's like, not uh, there, though. There's like no one with that Patrick, talent. Patrick Mahomes was drafted 10th. So I agree with nine, you on whatever, that. Whatever it was, you know, you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying. So like maybe, maybe Bo Nix is that good. Who knows? Maybe Michael Penix is more athletic than people are giving him credit for because at one point before he had all the injuries he actually was really athletic like maybe maybe washington just decided you know hey we're just gonna make you sit in the pocket like this is this is the best way for you to succeed and be good right now but maybe he does have that in him moving forward i, I don't know i'm just creating there's maybe J, we, we don't jj mccarthy is such a huge projection anyway maybe it's in there they just we haven't been able to see it yet like, yeah I, got, I gotta really watch mccarthy they're, they're good they're good prospects think about it they're not bad. But they're not. They're they're really pretty good prospects in, yeah. in in a just a really good quarterback year where the top three guys are like like dynamite. Like Drake May and and Caleb Williams, we knew about last year were going to be the top two picks. And this is why I feel like it's so difficult for quarterbacks, Jordan, because you're not just. 
okay, yeah, they could be good prospects, but how many court, how many you could be like again, you could be a good prospect and they could be like, oh, sound sound decision, sound process and everything. And then how many quarterbacks just flop because it's the hardest it's like one of the hardest positions in sports to get right. And there's like five five of them that walk the planet Earth that are elite at it, right? Um, and that's yeah. maybe that's maybe a little bit that's maybe generous at times. So that's why it's so difficult. Where it's like, you know, as a fan, it's like I, I don't get ex- it's like oh, they could feel like they have something in Bo Nix or Michael Penix, but like as a fan, it's like well, odds are like these, it's so hard to do. It's just really hard to do, and there is no easy solution. The the solution to just the Giants right now, it's just the Giants just need to add good football players. Like you know that yeah. that's just priority number one. Like don't you know you can overcomplicate it with quarterback this quarterback will fix this quarterback will fix that. I mean yeah I feel like like I, I'm rooting for a quarterback to come, but I mean they also just need to add good football players up and down everywhere. So this oh, that's why sure. this was the first time I was ever like openly said I want to tank, right? Because they actually had a chance to be up there, you know where. It, and it it ended up playing itself out. Usually, you it ends up playing itself out, and the worst yeah. team. Now, when Tommy DeVito became the starting quarterback, I did not envision a three game winning streak at all, and and that happened. You were so that. mad. You were no, so mad. I, I see. I, yes, you were. You were no, mad. not really. Like I was. You bought it to bench him for in Tyrod your, in, your, in your in your heart. Well, here's the thing: as I I I wanted like I I through all of that I was like Tyrod's a better quarterback. I think Tyrod should start. So yeah, I wanted to tank, but I also. Like, I never, right. I never forget that. Like, this is real life with people's right. jobs on the lines. Right about what? That you know, Tyrod was way better than Tommy DeVito, which we all. Well, he know. is. He is. He is. I know he is. As I said, we all knew. That wasn't the point, though. We we know that. Um, never debate. That was never really debatable. Anyone who knows anything. Well, Brian Dable started that. DeVito over him. Yeah. Because they were winning, and like you said, the season was over. Oh, man, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Yeah, <laughs> I get I get Nothing gets me more aggravated, and tr- I, there's really nothing that triggers me about like football discourse anymore, except for backup quarterback talk, because it's just everyone misconstrues misconstrues it at all times. All right, Jordan. So let me add this. Let me add this. My thing about the draft and the quarterback, of why I think you know even trading back into the back half of the first round is actually a good option. I have a big a big believer, and I've said this for years, if I don't have that star quarterback, which the Giants might have a serviceable quarterback, they clearly don't have a star quarterback. Like this, I don't know. I, that argument is not even out there to be made. I would just keep taking shots every other year at quarterbacks until I get that guy. Now, I get it. Your odds are a little lower when you're drafting after the top three in this draft, but – Keep throwing darts at it because when you don't have it, you have no chance. And to me, the idea isn't, okay, let's just build a competitive team. How do we get – we have to build a championship caliber team, a team that can win a championship. The only way to do that in today's NFL is pretty much to have a star quarterback who keep throwing darts at it. Yeah, I'm not throwing darts at uh, Michael Penix. All right, that's an uh... – that's an ep- or that's an interview, not an episode. That's an interview. Jordan Ronnie has been anything anything coming down the pipe on breaking Big Blue? Uh no, I gotta sit I gotta sit down later today and draw out the uh the outline and we'll you know we'll have one out hopefully Friday of this week. I thought about sending sending this to you to see if I could find it. It was a very funny Ah, oh, where is it? Hold on. Give me give me give me fifteen seconds. <laughs> He's got nowhere to be. 
Yeah, where are you going to dinner tonight? <laughs> I don't have a plan, but I just had uh, one of my guys send me a text and say we're going to go get a drink soon. So you know how your podcast has like sound effects and they can be loud sometimes? <laughs> a super loud one? Someone, someone, made, someone made this and it's like breaking big blue. It's like level, experience. level, volume level, eight gazillion. Yeah. Hold on. You're going to blow out our ears? The Giants need to find a way to trade up in the draft. <laughs> NFL that Turk. sounds like that sounds like he sneezed. NFL Turk Meister. I've watched that like twenty times. The let me, let me to hear it again. Way to trade up in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a sneeze to me. <laughs> uh, uh, I, hey, I, hey! At least you know it has an identity. You know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. Gives, it gives it some oomph. Oh man, that that got me good. All right, appreciate you coming on as always. I'm sure we'll talk with you sometime after the draft. Uh, that sounds good, guys. Hey, Sean, you hope I never get back in. I will kick your. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. All right, thank you, Jordan Renan, for joining the show. Justin, we'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, not sure what we got planned. Obviously, we'll have our little free agency preview. Um, next week, and maybe, hey, maybe McKinney will get tacked, right? Maybe that's something that happens oh. on Monday. Uh, I doubt Saquon will get maybe, but maybe that is something they use on McKinney, even though it's a seventeen point one. So I doubt that. Um, but we'll uh, we'll get into we'll get we'll get into all of it. Um, so appreciate you guys for listening. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a good weekend. Until then, let's go big blue.